it is Thursday Hello. here on Lunch Plus, and George is here. Um, I am. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. You're so great. I love you. I love you. This is my husband. <laughs> That's I exist. important for people to know. Um, welcome to our broadcast today. It's going to be a super great episode, and here's what we've got in store for you. Right now, it is family chat, as y'all know. That's why you're on right now, to hang out with us. And then after, at 12 o'clock, we're going to go into who would win in a fight. I'm so excited. And then after who would win in a fight, it's Q&A with Pastor and Buddy. And they've got a really great question for you today. Make sure that you stick around because it's going to help a lot of people. Followed by a quick time of confessions. Before we hop into what's the word, and here's what I can tell you about what's the word. We're talking about how to have success in any business. So it's going to be such a good episode. We, Buddy told us to please stop. Um, I don't understand. Because Buddy gets uncomfortable when we get flirty on camera. Oh, <laughs> well, um, it's not about Buddy. <laughs> it's about everybody out there. It's not about Buddy. <laughs> okay, so go ahead. If you are hopping on right now, comment. Tell us who you are, where you're watching from. Buddy, if we're making you uncomfortable, guys, uh, let I'm us sorry. know. <laughs> we're, not, we're not, like, super sorry. sad about it. <laughs> but comment tell us who you are where you're watching from so that way we can say hello to you as you know we love Hi, to chat with you guys and find out what is going on in your heads we have holly on johnny is on uh, johnny's like i wondered why buddy said please stop um buddy I'm skipping buddy's comment ben says hello Hi, holly. Um, serena Hi, Serena. Serena, it's really good that you're on today because I'm going to give you a sneak peek um, into the who would win in a fight. It's your husband versus my husband. And Buddy is probably very pleased that you're giving him his support right he now. He needs it. <laughs> George, is, George is dropping trash talk. I have mine right here. <laughs> okay, it is time. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Prill. Hi, Nat. Okay, uh, question number one of the day. With numero uno. With my husband, George. Have you ever fainted? I Barrett did when she first met me. Next question. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep, sure. Have you guys ever fainted? <laughs> Serena says, buddy, I believe you will win. Go, Serena. Um, yeah, no, I have. I actually fainted in a doctor's office once. I had gotten a shot, and they didn't tell me that the shot I got that rhyme, Dr. Seuss, that it would cause me to feel lightheaded if I moved quickly. And so they gave it to me. I got up, walked right out, and literally passed out at the reception desk and woke up with a whole bunch of people over me. So that was intensive. Holly said, Holly and Natalie say no, I'm pretty sure. That's what you said, Holly. Debbie says yes. Buddy says nope, I have not. Chris said, or Christopher says ho, ho, ho. Is that supposed to be no, no, no? Or is that just your greeting? I like it if it's your greeting. Serena right. says, yes, twice. Twice? When have you fainted? Holly says, actually laughing out loud at the fainting for you. Um, <laughs> Serena said she fainted from a shot, too. Serena and I are like twins, wow. separated at birth a couple <laughs> years apart. Um, I love Serena. And a couple Serena. miles apart because you were in Maine. I, and she was in Africa, but that's yes. okay. Um, <laughs> Julie says yes several times. Priscilla says fainted in high school just before performing on the color guard. Kevin says I've been choked out, but not the same. That is not the same. That's forcible fainting. Um, wow, that's intense. Have you ever fainted? 
Never. Nope, I have not fainted. No, nope. I've fallen asleep. Your heart when didn't faint place. for me when you first saw me. No, your that's a great eyes. reaction. Not a dude. No. Yeah. What did your heart do then? If I fainted, I was Twitter painted. Aw, that's a good word. Okay, question number two. We're just gonna keep it gross today for you guys. Yeah. Um, have you ever had braces? Yup. I surely did. See these teeth? You don't get yellow teeth like this without braces. Stop. <laughs> I, I had braces. I had braces for seven years. Mm -hmm. Like, I did not, and I didn't even have crooked teeth. I had an overbite. And so the, doc, or the dentist had to push my jaw forward yep. and then widen my top jaw, which caused all my teeth to separate. And when they pulled them back together, then they got crooked. So they had to fix. It was a big, a big process. Yep. Buddy had braces. Natalie did not have braces. Buddy says, fun time. Yeah, that, that's at least how I read it with that inflection. Oh, um, you never had braces. Really? Wow. Phyllis says no yeah. braces. Johnny says yes to, Johnny, you in braces? Natalie, where are Johnny and Holly? Or where's Johnny braces pictures? Um, Kevin Buck says no. Sorry, <laughs> Becca says I had braces for four years. It's true. Uh, Kevin says no. Orthodontist refused to put them on me. Ben says no. Debbie says nope. Wow. I, I do need to make a confession though. I was telling Serena and Buddy this the other morning. I was, whoa. Pastor Nicole says braces twice. I forgot you had braces twice. That's not exciting. Two times. Ah, ah, ah. Serena says, yes, I did. Super fun time. Um, Holly says that she has yearbooks that may have Johnny's picture in there. That's <laughs> awesome. I love the Shavers and Wagners. But no, I was the kid who disliked going to the, I've told you this, who disliked going to the doctor so much that no. I would, I know, I'd have to fight against them. No. No. In my head, I had to. So with my orthodontist, I, I bit them when they would go to change like the things yep. to the point that the orthodontist is like, if you bite me again, I'm yep. dropping you as a patient. You're gonna have to figure out how to get them off your teeth. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to stop doing that. But I was a biter of the orthodontist. I've repented, the Lord has helped me. Um, rubbery, because <laughs> of the gloves, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, question number three. People wanna know. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> Um, okay, if you could be in the movie of your choice, what movie Ooh. would you choose? Wow. I put this in there just for you wow. today. Serena That's gave tough. me these questions the other day, and I made sure that you had this one. Wow. Superman. And I would want to be Superman. That's so I not could, surprising. So I could fly around and help people. Probably not in that order, but in my head it wasn't. Can you pick a movie that's not also a comic book? What other movie would you do? There's stipulations to this? No, I just want to know because <laughs> I know that we all, you liked the comic books and so you oh, yeah. would have been Superman even before you saw Superman. Yeah. So what? Everybody wants to be Superman. What other movie would you be? You all are right. Superman. Aww, You're my thanks, Superman. Thanks. Whoa. All right, you go first and then I'll, and I'll have another one. Um, I don't know. I don't like you know movies. I made the question. Serena made the question. You knew it though. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Patriot, Iron Man, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Ooh, Inception. Ooh. Buddy, you'd want to be on Napoleon Dynamite if you could pick any movie. Napoleon Dynamite was your answer. Buddy says it's, it's the movie with opportunity to die. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yep. Right. Tina, go eat the food. So Natalie says seen. Star Wars. Debbie so. says The Neverending Story. That's a good one. Is that like the song that never ends? This is the song that, that never ends. ends. What movie? I don't know. I'm still thinking. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't say Jurassic Park so that you could play with See, dinosaurs? See, there's so many of them. There's so many of them. I could be a super spy like James Bond. You already are a super spy. <laughs> you can't 
can't tell everybody that. It's like the first, first rule. rule. Super Spy yes. Club, you can't tell people you can't what. tell I... people that. <laughs> you just ruined it. I'm sorry, guys. I just outed the fact that my husband's a super spy. All right, well, I can't be that anymore. So I guess I'll be a Jurassic Park guy. I'll wrangle dinosaurs. I can't be that anymore. <laughs> you stole the whole world. Oh, my goodness. Holly says that she can't answer this question. Yes, she can. Ben says War Room. Good um, one. Good one. I, I don't think this is going to be my genuine answer, but my immediate instinctual answer is I'd want to be in Christopher Robin so I could play with Winnie the Pooh <laughs> and Tigger and Piglet would be real <laughs> and we could go on adventures together and it wouldn't just be me dragging around stuffed animals that didn't talk to me. They'd be real <laughs> animals that talk to me. Good, good. Good, at, good. At any movie, you, you want to pick Christopher Robin. I told you, it's not my real answer. Okay. It's just the one that it's immediately, yeah, I'll have to think on it okay. to have it be more, okay. KGB is coming after George now. <laughs> no. See, Johnny says Batman. Ah, uh, Holly likes my answer. Yeah. Holly likes my answer. I have some girl votes. Okay, last one of the day. Bum, ba -da. It's all up. Pumpkin spice or apple cider? I already know your answer. Yes. Well, yeah. But it's your answer. That's because I know yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing how that works. <laughs> Whoa, marriage. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I um, am an apple cider guy. Always have been, always I am an apple cider guy. <laughs> I do a lot of apple cider things. <laughs> That's nicely done. I like to see what you did there. <laughs> um, okay, Buddy says apple cider. I I didn't realize Ooh. that Kevin was still on the movie, Top and so gun. I was gonna that's say Top one. Gun. No. I was like, that's not the same thing. <laughs> I might have to change my answer later. I was surprised you didn't say Top Gun or your favorite movies. That could be Rocky. I know. That's what <laughs> I thought. Take a beating. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Prilla says apple cider. Holly says pumpkin spice. Holly says that Johnny will say apple cider, and he did say apple cider. Kevin says apple cider. Serena says pumpkin spice. I confess I'm a basic white girl. Hold on a second, guys. I'm noticing a trend right now in the comments. Is apple cider, except for Priscilla, is apple cider like the dude fall drink of choice and pumpkin spice the female drink of choice? Like, I just thought this was George and I being opposites as we are <laughs> we in different are. <laughs> things. But I didn't realize, is this like a stereotypical like thing? I know, I said other than Priscilla. Priscilla is like the exception to the rule. There's always going to be exceptions to the rule. But hmm. as a rule, do you guys typically prefer apple cider to pumpkin spice? <laughs> Kevin? Kevin. <laughs> no, but pumpkin spice is girly. <laughs> um, but pumpkin spice is really good. Ben says apple cider. Um, Prilla says, come on, ladies, apple cider. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rally cry. Apple, apple cider. cider. <laughs> It's a verb now. <laughs> um, Holly says, Instagram poll time. I, I, I'm really curious. Pastor Nicole says both, but because pumpkin spice is more seasonally available, I'd pick it. Um, <laughs> said the girl. <laughs> oh, it's Ben. Uh, it's Helen. That's interesting. Ben, is your name Helen or Ben? Um, Kevin says apple cider. Wow, this is super interesting. What a study of the human mind. Apple cider is seasonal, too. Apple cider is for when it's cold out, so that's seasonal. I do like apple cider, but if you do, if there's not enough spices in it, then it's just hot apple juice, and I don't want that. <laughs> like, I, I don't need hot apple juice. I can do that at home right now. We've got some. I can go heat it up for you. You have pumpkin spice in the, in the cabinet. I have you apple have cider you in the cabinet. Boxes. You have two on the top shelf. I just cleaned them. I know. Yeah. I knew they pumpkin were Pumpkin spice. 
What? Pumpkin spice apple cider. So here we go, though. I mean, if it's pumpkin spice it and you keep it and you still have it in the summer, is it seasonal? It's the Lord providing manna for his children when they're in a wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have access to it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Then that's the blessing of the Lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do have pumpkin spice apple cider that I bought for really for myself because I thought it was going to be good and it wasn't. So if you like it, then we can keep it. Um, well, I don't like it because it's pumpkin spice. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Lunch Plus Crew, you got some pumpkin spice? Yeah, pumpkin spice, ap uh, pumpkin spice apple cider is, is, not, is not good, um, at least to my taste buds. Well, guys, that was Family Chat. I'm so happy you were on. I was happy to be here. I like you. I like you. Whoa. Whoa. And now we're going to watch my husband crush it in who would win in a fight. <laughs> He's going to go with Buddy, and it's going to be awesome. And, yeah, I'm excited because George is here today. I like days when George is here. Uh, I like days when I'm here, too. Okay, we need to stop because there's going to be someone somewhere going, gross. <laughs> Roll up emojis all over the place. And their names Probably are going to be Abigail and Rachel <laughs> and Buddy. <laughs> well, guys, stick around. We are going to hop over to Who Would Win in a Fight. Share the broadcast if you haven't done it yet. And make sure that you're commenting along. Vote for your favorite debater because the person that helps us hit 100 comments fastest gets a gift card on us. We'll see you on the other side of this super quick video. And it's going to be great. I love you guys. And I love you. I love you. But he says, okay, he's protesting. He we, can, we can go now. Welcome to the Lunch Plus broadcast. We have an awesome broadcast for you guys today. But first, let's jump into our uh, table of contents. We, wanna, we have a really good show for you today. Um, here's what we're doing. First, we have who would win in a fight with me and George. It's well, not be just Brody and I, but like other topics. Oh, yeah, that, that's not the fight. <laughs> yeah. uh, after the fight, now that's his Q&A, but we're going to have confessions next. After confessions, we'll jump into a time of Q&A, where we're going to be answering a question from you guys. Uh, and then after Q&A, we have a powerful time of what's the word. We got a special word for you today. It's going to be awesome. But first, we're doing who would win in a fight, and it's going to be intense. Now, bum, bum, bum. now here's the thing. I think Barrett's already... Um, She's already, you know, putting her, her money on you. She is. Well, Serena's putting her money on you. I, th I think she's trying to bring the whole audience biased against me. No. no I tried to I, last week. Well, <laughs> see, when you opened it up, who would win in a fight? My husband's going to crush Buddy. Uh, it suddenly. Crush it. Crush it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I, I interpreted it differently. So what you heard was your perception, yeah, your reality. Yeah, that, that's what happened, yeah. I think pastors talked about that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so here's what we're going to be doing. Uh, we're going to have an awesome fight f 
for you guys today. Um, I mean, we're not going to see the fight. We're not going to fight each other. No, but not at all. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pick. Kevin's like, man. Darn it. We're going we're gonna to be putting up a scenario. Who would win in a fight between blank and blank? Actually, can you just put it up on the screen? Our first fight is who would win in a fight between Katniss Everdeen and Robin Hood. Both, Robin the Hood. Both well-known archers in, in movies and or TV shows and or things. I have my card right here. Um, and so this is how it's going to work. Um, since, since I'm generous, I'm going to let you open up. Uh, with your opening nice. argument, then I'll follow with my opening argument. Now, don't put in the comments yet who you think would win in a fight. Save that for the end of the debate. Otherwise, I'll get super confused. Um, so make sure, so whenever we get to the end of the debate, put in the comments who you think would win in a fight based on the debate. Right? Yes. Yep. So, so, uh, so we're going to, oh, wait, time out. We reached 100 comments today. Nice. That Already. Was quick. All right, our 100th commenter is Johnny, Johnny Shaver. Bravo. Johnny Shaver. Not Johnny Bravo, because <laughs> he's not real. But oh, just Johnny like Shaver. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just ruined that for Kevin. Uh, Ro no, oh, he, and he won it with Robin Hood. That makes me a little sad. But <laughs> congratulations, Johnny. You get a gift card on us. Congratulations. But Nicely first. Nicely done. Let's open up our dialogue today. And who would win in a fight between Katniss Everdeen and Robin Hood? All right. You have the floor. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And I just want to say that Robin Hood never had to keep saving anyone on his team. Who did Katniss have to keep saving? PETA. Hmm. Is Your that, turn. That's your opening <laughs> argument? Yeah. What else you got? <laughs> okay, I was, I was expecting something a little bit more... You know, in depth, but all right. Why? Um, <laughs> well, here's. I'm trying to get him off the thing for murder or something. So, so picture, picture this, all right? Okay. Picture you're in a fight. I'm in a fight. With some, who? Huh? With who? Katniss? Whatever. Just okay. you're in a fight. All right. And you have a human being strapped on your back, but yet you still small win or, fight. Small or big? Uh, you're a woman, and you Why have a man strapped to your back. This is weird. This, I, I'm, just, I'm just bringing up the argument that you right. brought up. All right? okay. She's All right. carrying yeah. a man on her back, and huh. she still won the fight against what does that say about 12 her other districts. Well, she, she 12 might, other districts. She might have horrible choice of friends. <laughs> yeah, clearly. But, okay, so here's my opening argument. I, okay. I, I, I right, mistakenly counselor. rebuttaled. All right, so see, Robin Hood is just Little a petty John thief. running through the fold. Right? Robin a, Hood was a thief. He's not a petty thief. He, he would steal from rich people and give it to the poor. That's a slogan That's... from 1160. What has Katniss ever got? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. The Kat, Boy Scout symbol. Kat, okay. Katniss, Katniss got her skills by hunting birds. Now, see, here's the thing. Robin, he, he Robin has Hood, some skill. Yeah. He has some skill, all right? Okay. He, he's shot... Mm -hmm. uh, Split an arrow yep. and a shot. But he here's the thing: okay. that arrow wasn't moving. Katniss oh. would shoot birds out right. of the air and okay. hit them on the first try. That takes a lot of skill to hit a moving target rather than a solitary, not moving target. But Katniss was able to fight off 12 districts, even people who spent their whole lives training to fight. She still was able to defeat them in a. So, fight. how many so, total people do you think that was? Like 12. Uh, all at once, yeah. So she, she, she killed 12 dudes. Good that job. Were, that were so Robin Hood, their whole life. So Robin Hood has his entire lifespan where he was fighting Sheriff of Nottingham and all of the armies against him. And not only did he not have the support that Katniss did, mm -hmm. it was all on him. He also had to recruit others. 
business. Didn't have to really do that. He, yeah. She recruited PETA, right. which, again, she had to carry on his back. <laughs> so, yeah, what does that say? But Robin Hood also had a legacy. Yeah. Who was Katniss kind of molded after, archery-wise? Robin Hood. Okay, so you got, yep, exactly. All right, so, and Robin Hood also had a, let's say, who would win in a fight? Who, who did Katniss train? Who did she have to keep up with and say, okay, follow me, let's do this, and, and kind of, you know, keep up the fight with? Who did she have? Are you asking me that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, literally the entire uprising that she led in, like, the... Just in a fight. People. Oh, in a fight. Yeah, in a fight, though. Who did she train to fight? Yeah. Oh, no one. Well, exactly. She she did it all who did? Time. Yeah. Who did Robin Hood have? Robin Hood had his band of merry men mm -hmm. that he had to train. How did? How did he? How did he train them? He had to keep up. He had to maintain himself yeah. at a high level for many, many, many years mm -hmm. in order to win the fights and constantly rob from the rich mm -hmm. to give to the poor. What did? What did Katniss have? Katniss, her sole purpose was very honorable to be tribute for whoever, but that's one person. And then later became a whole district, got in a movement. But who was, that, who was that molded after? Robin Hood. Robin Hood had his entire army that he had to maintain. You're talking swords. You're talking shields. You're talking food, shelter, all that stuff. So that's going on in his head along with, along with putting down uprising in his own game. So how did he do that? He had to maintain himself at a high level of physical fitness, a high level of staying up with how you fight, it wasn't just a one-trick pony. It wasn't just a, you know, an arrow. He also had the sword and things like that. I understand. Well, see, and we also have to recognize, though, that this is who would win in a fight, not, mm -hmm. not um, Robin Hood's men or Katniss's followers. It's right. those two themselves. Well, I'm saying that and where Robin Hood, he keeps up with all those things, that's the experience level mm -hmm. to show that he maintains himself at a certain level mm -hmm. where Katniss had, like, two years under her belt three or whatever, however long the, the time period that she was in the fight for. But Robin Hood had his entire lifetime. So be weary of old men that die young. In a, uh, how does that go? Be weary of an old man whose legacy is men who die young. Something like that. You know what I'm trying to say? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, put in the comments, who do you think, after this debate, who do you think would win in a fight between Katniss Everdeen and Robin Hood? Now, I think huh. we had some pretty good arguments. So did you. So did you. You had some very good arguments. Thank you. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Well done. Yes. But I'm going to... I've gone Katniss now back to Robin Hood since <laughs> Pastor... Um, I don't... I don't... I don't agree. I know. Gotcha. Well, I don't Katniss had All right, we got one thought. Robin Hood, two Robin Hood. <laughs> Uh, I guess this isn't looking good for me. <laughs> I don't think I'm good at this game. <laughs> I'm learning that. Another, you're just voting for him because of your husband. I'm, what I'm, does Serena I'm, got? I'm retracting that one. <laughs> I don't think that should count. Serena's Nicole vote says Kevin Costner because he, <laughs> she's not a fan of General Lawrence. Well, you also had Errol Flynn. You well, also had Carrie Ells. Okay. You also had... Remember. Russell Crowe, they all played Hood Robin Hood. is known for being a man in tights. That's one movie. That's? One movie. Still. One movie. Still. Katniss had to carry PETA. I have no respect who for she fell in love with? who would wear tights, even though I was a wrestler and I wore tights. <laughs> That's different, though. <laughs> Actually, you both had a great argument, says Pastor. Uh, be weary of, oh, he put the quote. 
Yep, old man. Yes, thank you, Johnny. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Mm. I think George just had the last argument. So <laughs> All right. I got Katniss one for Katniss. <laughs> thank you, Michelle. Appreciate that. All right, the first one to four wins. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm very far away. <laughs> All right, guys, put in the comments. Who would win in a fight? You know what? I think I'm just going to give it to you. Okay. I, I don't I'll, I'll vote for you. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, okay, too. <laughs> Two to three, two to four. <laughs> All right. Or two to three. Two to three. I, I'll take that. That was pretty close. All right. We, we have one more for today. And I didn't actually research this one. That's okay. Neither do I. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Put the next one up on the screen. Who would win in a fight? This is going to be an intense one. This is going to get a little serious. Who would win in a fight between a butterfly a and a moth? Oh, thank you, Serena. Serena. Nice. nice. So now it's tied. Wait, okay. should we pause? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, no, well, well, Serena's can count if Barrett's Well, because count. I trust that Serena's not biased in her opinion. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. All right. I will take the, the L on that one. All right. Um, so who would win in a fight between a butterfly and a moth? Do you want to go first? Or no, go ahead. You did. Okay. Yeah. All right. You... Well, I looked up. Nice. So I, I just said I didn't research this. <laughs> It's okay. I only looked up the difference between a butterfly and a moth. <laughs> that's, that's all. <laughs> I just that's looked up the difference. That's an important <laughs> distinction to know. It is. Um, and when I looked up the, di the difference between a butterfly and a moth, uh, you can tell the main difference between a butterfly and a moth based on their antennae. 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 Like antennae. E.T.? Yeah. E.T. The antenna on a butterfly is like a club shape. Okay. While the antennae, antennae, I don't know what the, how do you properly say that? I don't know. Like you can say it however you want. The antennae on a moth is like a feather. Okay. So in a fight, yeah. I would, I'd pick a club over a feather. Oh, I see that's what you did. That's my opening I see what you did. Okay, that's good. Good, good. Um, which one's bigger? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't do any research either. <laughs> I was legitimately asking. Which one's bigger? Let's find out. <laughs> I think the butterfly is probably, its wingspan is probably lighter but I think the heavier is the moth. So I'm gonna say if a moth lands on a butterfly, the butterfly ain't getting up. Mm -hmm. That's just my argument with that one. Butterflies are typically larger and have more colorful patterns on their sure. wings, but moths are typically smaller with drab-colored wings. Drab-colored. So drab. So in the, color, in the color one, if there was a, a color part of the fight, you'd win that, because yeah. butterflies are colorful. <laughs> That's true. But yeah. it, moths are like one color. <laughs> Yeah, okay, but great. but also that that would help with camouflage as well. It's true. To be more of a monotone. Why am That's I true. fighting against myself? <laughs> See what I did there? So, <laughs> here, but but if you think about it though, it, between a butterfly and a moth, mm -hmm. all you need to defeat a moth is a light. It's true, because <laughs> they're not that bright. <laughs> they're not. They and they're very slow. The I looked at butterflies, or I'm sorry, I looked at moths as like being an 18 wheeler. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, if it's got enough speed, you look out. But once it stops, it, you know, it's pretty much dead. So you can, boom. You know, how often do people catch butterflies? Not that often. No. <laughs> you know, and whenever a kid's looking for bugs in school, mm. what's the, what are the, some of the bugs they're looking for? for the butterflies. Because yep. they're harder to catch. So That's butterflies true. are usually quicker. But um, I'm going <laughs> to say... Thank you for arguing on my yeah. side again. Well, Mothra... Is Godzilla's <laughs> sidekick okay. not a butterfly? It's a moth. So Godzilla picked a moth. So I'm gonna. That's my final argument. There for which go. one would fit? Who would win in a fight between a butterfly and Mothra? <laughs> moth. Moth is Mothra. And Godzilla picked moth. So mm -hmm. that's why I just saying. 
Oh, look at that. People actually looked up, is a moth a boy butterfly? What? <laughs> That's like one of the most searched things. <laughs> All right, well, guys, put it in the comments. Who do you think would win in a fight between a butterfly and a moth? Mothra. Uh, no, a butterfly and a moth. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think would win in a fight based on the discussion that we just had? Um, Seems kind of clear. And yes, Pr Priscilla did say a moth can be very big. Mm -hmm. um, I think the the largest moth is bigger than the largest butterfly. Sure. Um, Kick him in the knees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Priscilla said tie. That doesn't count. Yeah, that's um, can't be Switzerland. Kevin said butterfly would win. So that's one point for me. Barrett said George just won. So let's. Oh, are we not counting our wives? That's right. Okay, Kevin. Kevin no, gives you. No, we can count our wives. There is the butterfly fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, th I think she said George just won when you brought up Mothra. Okay, well. Um, but she says, uh, float like a butterfly, sting, sting like a moth. I don't think that's how the saying goes. I don't think that's how the saying goes. There's the butterfly effect. Mm, I don't know what that is. Just because just you prefer butterflies. Kevin says monarchs are awesome. Yeah, no one's voting, maybe because this one was too, <laughs> too close. That's what it is. That's what it is. There's not enough dynamic between them. That's probably like who would win in a fight, an apple or an orange. Uh, Priscilla said, I prefer butterflies over moths, so butterflies. That makes well, me happy. That, well, that does, that's not the question. The question is who would win in a fight, not which one you want to win. That's true. All right, name Nobody's the type of voting. moth. Name, oh, Kevin name. said, name a type of moth. No moth. one can. Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no one's. <laughs> All right. Well, I got I got one and maybe a half with Priscilla's. Well, what about butterflies? Can, who can name a different type of butterfly? I can't even do that. Uh, monarch. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the only kind I can name. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, African oh, death moth. Priscilla said African. Thank you, Priscilla. That sounds dangerous. Thank you. Uh, Holly says a moth would beat a butterfly in a real fight, but based off of the argument, <laughs> it was butterfly. So oh, Holly wow. said a moth. <laughs> that's what I got out of that. Uh, Kevin Buck just said Luna Moth. So Kevin's a moth, a, uh, moth fan too. Oh, Priscilla said she just made that up. That's not a real thing. I, real. I, fully, I fully believed that. All right, well, guys, thank you for joining us for Who Would Win in a Fight. Uh, now we're moving on to a time of confession with Baird. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be awesome. So stick around for confessions. It is time for our daily confessions. We here at the broadcast like to go through some confessions that the Lord has given us directly from the Word of God because His Word is powerful and it accomplishes what it was sent to do. So today we are going to be on, I believe, confession number five today. And so when we say these confessions, we want you to participate. So make sure that they come out of your mouth as it comes out of my mouth. Let's join our faith together. Marky's going to go ahead and put it up on the screen. Let's read these out loud and then apply faith toward them. When we speak, let's be believing that we will see what we're praying. Confession number five. We walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. We win souls. We love righteousness hate sin, walk in holiness, 
and are anointed by God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you that we walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. God, strengthen your people to be who they're called to be. Strengthen us to walk in the fullness of what you've said that we can walk in. Lord, in Jesus' name, for every person watching, may they be empowered to live as you've called them to live. May they be empowered to do the things you've called them to do. May they win souls. May they walk in righteousness, walk in holiness. May they be exactly who you've called them to be. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you, Father, that your plans and your purposes are being accomplished today. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for your power. Lord, thank you for helping us today on the broadcast. Thank you for every word being exactly what your people need to hear today. And we ask, Lord, that the people watching, that their hearts be fertile soil, ready for the seed of the word. We thank you, God. Bless every viewer. Bless them in Jesus' mighty name. May they be blessed in their coming, blessed in their going. May their house be blessed. In Jesus' name, we thank you so much. We love you and praise you. Hallelujah. Well, thank you guys for joining with me in confessions and some quick prayer. And now we're going to hand it over to Pastor Brian and Buddy as we dive into today's question. And it is going to be such a good one. Go ahead, share the broadcast. And here's Pastor and Buddy. Hey guys, welcome. Hello. Q&A. Q&A time. Q&A. This is, <laughs> I enjoy this segment. I do too. This is one of my favorites and I hope it's one of yours because this is our opportunity to answer your questions. I yeah. said two twice. Today. <laughs> it's our opportunity <laughs> today to, to answer your questions. <laughs> I don't know what that was. But, uh, but hey, if you have any questions about God, the Bible, anything, we want yeah. you to reach out to us. Send us a message on what's right doc, at whatsright.com. Yeah, or, or, the questions are piling up now, yeah, so it's good. That's good. Uh, we received some off of Instagram. We had put a post up, and yeah. then go to whatsright.com and send us a message, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, let us help you answer those yeah. questions. We go to the standard of the, of the word. It's exciting. We want to hear from you. We want to hear questions, testimonies, where you're watching from. Uh, that always is a great thing. We, we truly do feel like a family. So did I you just grow? <laughs> I felt super short. I, I looked at the screen and I was like all the way down you here. You grew. But our, our chairs were at the same level, which made me <laughs> just a little insecure. So but what's our question? So the question was a little bit longer, but you boiled it down uh, to yeah. a, a simple question. So yeah. let's hear what we have today. Uh, the question we're going to be answering today is, how do you communicate with those who are hurting and blaming God when a loved one is sick or dies? Yeah, uh, so... How do you how do you communicate with them, and how do you talk to people in that way? Because that the way you talk to someone would be significantly different than the way yes, you essentially yeah. preach about something. Yeah, you know? and and you want to be you know one of the things I think sometimes people are very harsh. Now, one thing that you have to understand is that Jesus didn't beat around the bush with items, mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, you have to understand what's going on. And the Bible does say, uh, "Mourn with those who mourn." 
and then it says rejoice with those who rejoice. So, in other words, what we're doing, we're making sure that we're paying attention to uh, the state of what the person is in. At the same time, for example, there, and this is where we really need the Holy Spirit's leading. When the disciples were fearing for their life, some people would say that Jesus would have said to the disciples, well, fear with them or join in, you know, don't rebuke them at that moment. But he did rebuke them at that moment. So there's a time to do that and a time not to, and we really need the leading of God. But in this question, in order to know how to communicate about it, you really have to look at uh, the reality of what's going on. Um, the reality of what's going on is God is not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. Uh, he is, uh, God is love. He's a giver. Uh, you saw uh, the full representation of the Father in Jesus when he was manifested. So this is, uh, it's important for us to see what's the heart of God in this. And like when I was talking yesterday on the broadcast overseas, that there was, the Lord, you know, answered a man who came up and said, are you willing? And he said, I'm willing, be cleansed. I am willing, be cleansed. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that is important is to recognize the Lord's willingness. But what I've found in these situations is that the truth of the matter is most people do not want to accept their responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they'll even ask the question, well, they'll be mad at God mm -hmm. for not healing somebody or be mad at God for not saving something. Mm -hmm. uh, but the reality of that is found in Psalms 115 and verse 16. Uh, Psalms 115 and verse 16 says this, The heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. Mm -hmm. So whose hands is the earth in? Man. What happens in the earth? Whose hands is it in? It's in man's hands. Yeah. Now, man can give God the power and authority, but the truth of the matter is many times we don't. Mm -hmm. And uh, we don't. And so we have to, first of all, find, all right, why is this happening? In order to answer somebody who's in that position, you have to know what's really going on. Why is this happening? It's not because God wants it. Mm -hmm. It's because man has allowed it mm -hmm. in that way. And, and Go ahead. I was just going to say, and even the church has. You know, the like, church has very much allowed it. I yeah. know a lot of people who are cursing God, not, be, not well, something tragic happened, but then yes. people in the church would tell them, well, God knows what he's doing. He has a plan yeah. and all this, basically attributing like, God's yes. will to yeah. the situation when that's not the case. Well, many people think that you know, he takes people when they die. That's, mm -hmm. that's actually not quite biblical. They get that from Job where he says he gives and takes away. Mm -hmm. But Job comes back, I think it's in Job 42, I think. Mm -hmm. um, it might be like 32. But anyway, he comes back and he says... Uh, I've spoken wrong things about you. And that was one of the things that he spoke. God's not like, well, here, take this. No, no, no. You know, that's not who God is. He's, he doesn't give and take away. Uh, but many times people think that God takes that. No, God receives people into heaven. That's biblical. God receives people. And, and people are transitioned in that way. But he's not taking them. So a lot of times people think that he's got... The devil has deceived people into thinking that God took that young child. No, God received that young child, you know. Um, and so many times, 
you know, there's so many different aspects of this question. It's important to understand responsibility, uh, what's actually happening. We have to get to the place where uh, we grow in our authority, know what the will of God is. Uh, Brother Hagen said this statement, and I've found it to be true, is faith begins where the will of God is known. Most people don't know that it's God's will to save on that level and heal every time. They don't know that. And so they truly have no faith for that. And so if they're not applying faith for that healing, then they're stepping out of the way that God had established. That means they have relinquished their responsibility and authority. And so in the boat with the disciples, Jesus corrected that. Now, now a lot of Christians, you have two different groups of people. You have one group that would never say that to anybody because they don't want to offend them, right? You have another group of Christians that wants to correct everybody, you know, and that's obviously both are wrong. And it's one of those things where you want to make sure that we are uh, know the, what's actually happening, but we also communicate that. What would God communicate mm-hmm. to the family who was losing a loved one? Mm-hmm. Uh, because how many, how many families, you know, they've never really applied responsibility and faith before. How many families are going to be able to do it, at, you know, in a few months? That, I've watched Christians for years not do that. So a lot of times they've waited till the battle to load their weapon. It's not going to change. How should you, you should handle them with love. You should make sure that you're in tune with the Holy Ghost and you should hear what he says because he knows when to give love. He knows when to give correction. And he knows even how to give loving correction. He knows how to do those things. And uh, it's very important. So, no, I was just thinking like you brought up Job you know, yeah. and how Job said he gives and takes away. But that, that wasn't the case. I mean, the, earlier yeah. on in the chapter, it actually shows you yes. who's the one who took. Yeah, the devil did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, understanding that that God's not the one just taking people. God's the one. Like John ten ten is very clear. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, "I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, or have it to the full." And so, understanding that the devil's the one who's stealing. He's the one causing that pain, so that we can accurately focus our, our, I guess, our blame or our, atti- yes. or our, or yes. our anger or our frustration towards the right source rather yes. than pointing it to God, pointing it to the one who steal, kills, and destroys. That's right. That's right. Yeah, amen. So uh, the key is to be led in that moment. Yeah. Have love at the core of your heart, but understand that love is also making the right decisions. And it's not placing the blame on somebody else mm-hmm. and placing the responsibility. Mm-hmm. We want to always be faithful. In other words... Um, we want to be people of faith so that our hope will cause them to ask us about that. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what we want on a regular basis. A lot of times, Christians in that point, they're just, they don't know what to do because they've not grown in that area. Mm-hmm. And so they're not a beacon of faith and hope. They're a beacon of, I don't know. And that's the opposite of what we should be. So the key is grow in your walk with the Lord, grow in your relationship, be on fire, be walking in faith so that you have the fruit of supernatural healing and power and revelation in your life, and then that will help uh, bring the conversations to where they need to be. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I think Amen. that answers it for now. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of variables in that yeah. question, but That's anyway, uh, we love you. What are we heading to next? The Word. The Word. What's the Word? The word? Time. What's the Word? <laughs> and we got a good one. It's about uh, 
success yeah. in in every business? Or yeah. Is it How to be successful in, in all of your business. Yeah. yeah. And that business, here's the key, as we talk about it in just a second, uh, that business is not just people that have a business. Mm -hmm. That's your business at home, your business uh, having fun, your business in your family. It's how to be successful in every bit of that. Oh, it'll be good. Amen. All right. Well, we'll see you guys just on the other side of this short 30 seconds uh, for this powerful word. We love you guys. We'll see you right there. All right. Yet. Welcome, Barrett. Hi, guys. So nice to meet you, Barrett. <laughs> so good to be here. <laughs> we are going to be talking about how, how to have success in all areas, every area. Sure. I don't remember. All your business. All your business. That's what yeah, I mean. <laughs> We're going to be up in your business today. Boom. <laughs> well, I enjoyed that right there. That was good. You're welcome. <laughs> but if you are on right now, go ahead and drop in the comments, um, Drop in the comments like some hands so up so that we know who's here. And yeah, that always helps. It's really fun to know who's watching. There's your glass cleaning cloth. Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. I had actually cleaned my glasses before I got on here, but when as soon as I sat down in front of the lights, I was like, they are not clean. <laughs> <laughs> it was like fog, and it wasn't the glory. You could, you could preach on thinking it's clean <laughs> and then the light shining. There's a message in there, there sure for is. sure. Wow, did you knock the scales off of it? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. A little Damascus so, experience. Our, our, who is? Kevin's here. Yeah, hey, Kevin. <laughs> it says, how to have success in all your business is how we worded it today. How to have success in all your business. And uh, so the first thing I want to talk about is, what business are we talking about? Um, because I, for me, I'm an entrepreneur. I love business. Uh, it makes me happy. <laughs> business makes me happy. I love, I love that. I actually get to um, move through business today through other people. So, uh, you know, I don't, the Lord told me that Boomerang Church is my business and years ago. And so for the most part, I have ideas all the time. I'm like, I, we could start this business and we could start that business and let's do it. Yeah. But I can't do that. I must be obedient to what God said. Right. But when somebody comes into the church and they're a business owner, it's like, you're some of my favorite people because I love the way business owners think. Matter of fact, I had somebody on uh, the other day 
And I've had several businesses, started several businesses, but I had somebody I was talking to the other day, and they were telling me about another business owner and something that they did. Yeah. And I was like, God, just I love business owners because they break ground a lot yeah. of times, especially a small business owner. And right. it's part of the reason why I really am disturbed about what's been going on in the country because through politics, mm -hmm. many small business owners have been pushed out yes. while these big monopolies have been raised up. They made billions during this lockdown yeah. this year, yes. and that's atrocious. That should not be happening. And uh, But one of the things that, uh, what kind of business are we talking about? Because in our business, uh, we actually have, uh, you have business like, for example, you have business in your life that you deal with in the work that you do. Yes. Uh, you, God may give you an idea. Some people have business like in the stock market, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, they might have a 40-hour-a-week job, but they yeah. have business there. Right. Uh, you may have business in your home uh, with your husband. How does, how does your... Uh, work happen in your home not just talking about work but what are what's your business we want to get in your business whatever that business is not just financial business yeah. right. and that's what we're talking about today however it does apply to financial business as well uh, I want to be in my children's business I want to make sure that they're growing in these areas and uh, how do we have success in every bit of our business how not just the non-financial, but also in the financial businesses yeah. as right. well. How do we have success in those areas? And so y'all know that recently I had a few days away just spending time with the Lord. And in that, the Lord spoke something to me, and it was very powerful. I'll, I'll tell you about that story in just a second. But let's go uh, to Acts 17, uh, 28. And I'm going to ask them, as soon as you're ready, put it on the other camera, and let's get this one, the main one, level, because it's not level. So, all right. So, let's go to Acts chapter 17 and verse 28. And, and y'all know, this, this verse has been sitting on me for about a year now. Yeah. And I love it when God does that because it's such a great... Uh, a great thing because if he'll if he'll take a verse and have it sit on you, mm -hmm. uh, it just is a it's an awesome thing because revelation will start to come out of it. You'll yes. start to have pieces mm -hmm. that come alive, yes. and that's how faith is built. And then faith will overcome the world. Yeah. And so this is Acts seventeen twenty eight. He's been having us sit on this verse, and it says, "For in him talking about uh, Jesus." In the New American, it says, we live and move and exist. In the King James, it says, for in him, we live and move and have our being, right? Yes, sir. In him. So what does that show us? It shows us three different elements of life in all of our business. In other words, in this verse, in all of our business, we live. Well, when he says live, that's you know a four-letter word but it means a lot more than just that. Right. A lot of people will say, uh, in him we live, and it will be, you know, they'll think, oh, okay, we're breathing, we're awake in the morning. That's obviously important. But in John 10.10, 10, he shows us what he means anytime he says that. In John 10.10, 10, he says, I, the thief comes steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life in abundance. 
to the full, and the Amplified draws out what really was meant in that Greek word, to the full till it overflows. Yes. In other words, we have a fullness of life, an abundance of life, not just getting by. Yeah. Right. So the first thing is that God wants us to have life in abundance. Yeah. That means life in abundance in our health, life in abundance in our finances. Matter of fact, he backs that up in uh, 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. Beloved, above in all respects, I pray that you prosper or in, in, in health, even as your soul prospers. And yes. so you start to see that God wants us to be in abundance. No matter where we're at, no matter what we're doing, he wants us to be in that abundance of life, yes. overflowing life. So when you see that, he wants us to be abundant life and overflowing in life. He wants it in our physical health. He wants us to have overflowing life in our uh, finances. He wants to have a overflowing life in our mental health, mm -hmm. in our social health. He wants us to have overflowing life in our protection, yes. in our deliverance. Uh, he wants us to have overflowing life in restoration. Yes. He wants us to have that in every area of life. Yeah. He wants us to have that. Yes. Okay, so when he says, in Christ you live... That's what he's saying. He's saying, I want you to have abundance in every area. And he says, you can find abundance in every area in Christ. Mm -hmm. In Christ. Yes. All right. So right there, in him we live. You've got four words. But man, it's a mouthful. It is power packed. So in every area of business of your life, mm -hmm. God, wants to, God wants us to be in abundance. Mm -hmm. And he wants us to be in abundance. How's it going to happen? In Jesus. Mm -hmm. In Jesus, we're going to have that. But then he says this. He says, uh, in him we live and we move. All right? Well, move, motion is one of the most important things in our life. And it's interesting that almost every uh, person at some point comes and has a prayer request. Almost every person has a prayer request. I don't know what I need to do with my life right now. I need to know what God wants me to do. I need to know what he wants me to do. All right, that looks fine. Get it back on this one. Thank you. All right, so he's saying, I want, I want to know what God wants to do. Well, so we, in order to move, you're in point A, you must go to point B. Okay, you're in point A, you must go to point B. You've got to know where point A or, and point B is. That's right. Right? You've got to know where that point is. So for in him we move, the first one thing we've got to know is we've got to have leading from God. Mm -hmm. So in motion, we have leading. In motion, we've got to be empowered to get there. Yes. We've got to be able to avoid the traps that may be along the way. So in, in motion, there's a, a hearing from the Lord and a knowing the things of God. In motion, there's provision mm -hmm. to get there. In motion, there's protection to get there. Uh, so in him we live and move. In, our, in our, all of our areas of business, there's abundance, there's knowledge, there's provision, there's protection, and all of this is found where? In, in him, him. Yes. in Christ, right? And so God can get involved in our business if we will get involved in him. Yeah. Right? In his business. In his business as well. Yeah. And that in Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added. Right. So when we make his business 
our business, but not just his business, but we make, that is, that is wholeheartedly a part of this. Yes. But not just his business, we get in fellowship with him. We get in intimacy with him. We know when he's pleased, when he's not pleased. We know when he wants us to do one thing or another. We know each one of these things because we're in fellowship with him, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but the next thing, the third part is, and in him we have our being. Or things exist. Yes. So now watch this. Not only do things stay that need to stay in being, they be, right? But they come into being through him. So if I need a, a business, it can come into being. So many people, I think many people that might be watching would say, you know, inside of me, I think God's going to give me a business. Well, that business will come into being properly as we are in Christ. Mm -hmm. As we move into fellowship with him, mm -hmm. that's how it'll come in. Some people are saying, well, I, will, I need a relationship in my life. I need a husband. I need a, I need a wife. How's it going to come? As I get in Christ, that's where it'll come. Mm -hmm. That's where it'll come. God will bring into being. Let's say if somebody is missing a limb. What if somebody's missing a limb? Yeah. And you need a hand to come into being. Where, you, where do you find that? In Christ. The one who created it. The one who created it knows how to recreate it. Come on. He knows how to bring it into being. Mm. And so, and that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened when God founded the world. Mm -hmm. he, he spoke. Who do you think spoke? The living word spoke. In Jesus, the words came forth. Yes. You know, the Father said, light be. God, Jesus said it. As the living word, the word made flesh, and the Holy Spirit brought it into being. Yeah. Yes. It came in Jesus. It came in Christ. He yes. was right there. He was the word made flesh. Yeah. And so it's in him, it's in him that we live, have life to the full. We have abundance. We move. We hear from him. We have provision to get there, and we're protected along the way. Yeah. And it's in him that things come into being. Well, this is the key to it all. So as we, as believers, come into fellowship with Jesus through making him our Savior and our Lord, we believe on him as, confess him as Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, uh, and we stay fresh in that relationship. The, the biggest miracle is that we are made right with God and we can have fellowship with him again. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then when we come into him, it says... Uh, that we are seated with him in yeah. heavenly places. So right now, we are actually physically on the earth. But positionally wise, we are in Christ at the right hand of the Father. And he's sitting on the throne. We are in Christ and yeah. he is in us. He abides in us and we abide in him. And all of our business is found right there. Yeah. Amen. It's found right there. Yeah. Yes. So how important then is it for us to be in Christ? and be in his presence, yeah. and spend time with him. So all of our business, and success, and abundance, and protection, and life is found in Jesus. Yeah, well, since you've started talking, you know, I haven't moved off of live. <laughs> because when you, yeah. when you started talking, and I've heard, I've heard this, you, say, you in particular, I've heard you say this verse, I don't know how many times, but today when you said it, the Lord linked up scriptures for me. And as soon as you said, for in him we live, 
my, my spirit took me to John 17, 3. What is eternal yes. life? Yes. To know God. Yes. In him, we yes. can know God. We will not yes. be able to know God outside of being yes. in Christ. And so, but when we're in Christ, you know, we may... Eternal get, life there, John 17, 3 says, eternal life yes. is to know him. Yes. Which means to be in intimacy with yes. him. Mm. And so I think it's easy for us to think, okay, in him I live. Okay, I'm physically alive. What else would help me to feel alive? And we can yeah. make a list. Yeah. But it all starts with our ability to know him. You know, yes. my words won't be his words unless I know him. I won't be able That's to say right. the things of God if I haven't spent time with him in his word, in spirit-led worship, in spirit-led services where my faith can be built. I won't be able to be who I'm called to be until I first know the one who created me. He created yes. me with plans and a purpose specific so I could live, so I could move, and I could have my being. But if I don't know him, yes. I'm not going to carry his orders out correctly. I'm not going to know who I am. Yes. I've got to know him, and it's in him. You can't know him outside of being in Jesus. Yes. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. I mean, you know, as you were speaking, I'm just whatever reason the Lord just drops a piece like a river into my spirit. And I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I've, I've heard that before, peace like a river, peace like a river. And, um, you know, uh, in, in my training in the fire service, you know, when we did uh, uh, swift water training, we used to have to uh, maneuver in a river. And we yeah. went and trained in a river. And the flow of the river uh, was, was tremendous. Yeah. There's a flow. Um, and there, you know, obstacles make different, uh, different, you know, splits in the water and so forth, and it, and it increases turbulence and yeah. so forth. And when you swim against that river, believe me, there is no peace. Yeah. There is no peace in that. Yeah. When you are swimming against that force. Yeah. But boy, when you are swimming with the flow, yes. there is so much peace. And, you know, uh, there is peace. There is peace like a river, but but don't you know that the Lord uh, 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 created valleys mm -hmm. just by the flow of the river? He smoothed rocks yes. just by the flow of the river, took the edges off of rocks. Yeah. I mean, you pull out a, a river rock and it's just it's smooth, smooth as glass. Be, yeah. 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 And, you know, uh, there's, uh, there's provision for that in our lives, too. Mm -hmm. But yeah. if, we, if we continue to fight against that force and swim against that force, we will not have peace. Yes. Yeah. That we have, to, we have to flow with that with yeah. that force yeah and and you know the the lord says that you know uh, uh you know cast your cares upon me take up my yoke for it's easy yeah. and my burden is light well in in that flow it's easy if you stay in the flow it's yes. an easy yoke it's an easy yes. steering around those obstacles but if you're going against it oh my goodness yeah. what a burden that is and that's just it. When we move into the flow mm -hmm. of life with Christ and in fellowship with him, things get easy. And that's how he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. All that stuff fits mm -hmm. together in yes. that way. So our business will be successful, the business of life and our financial business as well, as we move into yeah. Christ. Um, Brother Hagen had a, um, yeah, and I, I just want to say this real quick and um, if you're just joining us, you need to go back and hear the first 10 to 15 minutes yes. of this, what's the word? Because I laid the foundation for what we're about to talk about, and it's going to be awesome. But it was some major keys of, of laying that portion out. Yeah. And um, you know, before I tell that story, did you have something? 
I, in, in prayer yesterday morning, I was just praying and the Lord gave me a, a, a snapshot visual. I didn't know why, um, but I think it ties in with what Kevin just said. I, what I saw was I saw like a water skier and I saw the grip that the water skier had to have on the handles and I saw the boat like taking off and I, like, I could physically feel myself being pulled up. I've water skied before. And as Kevin was talking, what it reminds me of is in Christ we live. You know, if we are in a water skiing situation, we have to have an instructor that's taught us how to hold the yes. handle, that's taught us how to pull ourselves up, that's taught us how to navigate your skis outside of the wake so that then you can ski on top of the water. Yeah. There are instructions that have to happen yeah. first before you can then get to the point where you're able to ski on top. Yes. And we have a Lord that says, in me, you're going to know how to do this. When yes. you're in me, you're going to know how to live. When you're in me, you're going to know how to move. You're going to know how to have your being. But yeah. if we just go out as Christians and expect to be able to do the jumps and ski on top of the water yeah. without receiving the instructions, we're going to face plant every yeah, time. Yes. And instead of being able to ski and surf the flow, we're going to fail. Yeah. But when we know how to have our grip, let him pull us up and then use what he's creating for us to live and move and have our being, yeah. then we're going to be successful. And it's beautiful. Amen. Mm. Amen. I had, it, there was a story that Brother Hagen had uh, where he knew a businessman that never made a bad investment. He never lost, his testimony was, I never lost a dime in business. What a testimony that is. I never lost a dime. Do you, and he said, here's how he did it. Any, any decision that he was making in business, he would go and he would go into the prayer closet and he would hear from the Lord and then do whatever the Lord told him to do. But he would not make a decision until he had heard from the Lord. Yeah. So he went into his presence, mm -hmm. went into the presence of Christ, and in him he lived and moved and had his being. He'd come out, he'd make a decision, and every time he'd make money. Uh, now, you learn, like what you were just saying and what you were saying, there's a flow of that. In other words, our... Uh, sometimes we can get rigid where it's like, okay, I've got to stop and I've got to pray for three hours before I can get in Jesus. No, we, we need to learn how to stay in the river, mm -hmm. stay in the flow mm -hmm. and surf that flow. We had a message about that. We were just talking about that on Sunday yeah. uh, with our leadership team. That was 2016. You can go back in the archives. Yeah, surf the flow. It was a great message because all the power that you need is in the wave. If you fight against the waves, you're going to be worn out and you're not going to get anywhere. Yes. All the power is in the way. Well, the same thing in Jesus. You can either go against his ways or you can get in Christ and everything will work. And that's what that businessman did. Yeah. He spent his time in the presence of God and he heard from the Lord and went there. Well, you learn to move in the flow of God and learn to stay in that flow. You put down strife. You put down fear uh, constantly throughout the day. You don't just stay there. All right, so now there's, and y'all seen this, the Lord has been directing me more often recently, even in services. You'll notice that in services, because the Lord started ministering this to me. Uh, when you go to preach, don't just jump into preaching. Yeah. You know, start, I want you to get everybody in that room in my presence. Yeah. And you would think that they'd be there simply by the worship, but it's like we need worship and prayer. Get into, let's mm. minister to God. We're not just here just for him to minister to us and right. serve us. 
we're here to serve him. Yeah. Yes. This is a worship service of him. We're yeah. worshiping him. We're, yes. we're ministering to him. We're serving him. And if we will seek first the kingdom and, and service to him, wait upon the Lord, yeah. which is not just like being still waiting like this, but waiting like a waiter with a towel draped over our arm. Lord, what would you have us to do now? Yes. When we wait on the Lord, we will renew our strength. And, and haven't you seen a difference? I mean, you've been here long enough. Haven't you seen a difference? Yeah. When, since we've been doing that, the power of God's been flowing on a different level yeah. in that way. And I don't think it's all, all that, but that's a big part of it. It's because I've been waiting on the Lord uh, and doing business differently. After he started giving me this verse, Acts 17, 28, I've been seeking it, doing things differently. Well, so uh, we're sitting there uh, and, you know, Nicole and I were able to take a week and go uh, on vacation, which was awesome, really felt reset. Uh, this year, of course, has been a crazy year. But it's not just been crazy because of everything that's going on in the world. The Lord has given us more tasks. Mm -hmm. And we started the you know, broadcast. That's added a lot, even mm -hmm. more than I think we saw. But because we were willing to step into something, uh, we really have got something of value here. Yes. I mean, God is doing something valuable. And we're getting testimonies every week of how lives are changed because of Lunch yes. Plus and because of this broadcast. I mean, it's, it's, it's changing people's lives constantly. God's given us really something of value. Was it work? Sure, it's work. Uh, does it take take from our time? Yes, it takes. But lives are changing, and yes. that's that's what it's all about. Well... It's been a year. It's been a lot of stuff, a lot of things. You know, a lot of people have taken on uh, different things, gone to new levels in that. It's been awesome, but it's been work. Mm -hmm. And so we got away. We had. I really felt like we got reset. And then uh, I, I told Nicole. I said, I really need to. Uh, I, I really think I need to get away with the Lord here uh, before our leadership advance time, where we go and plan out 2021. I really need to spend you know a few days with the Lord, just He and I, and just pray and, yes. and seek Him and everything. She said, "Why don't you just go right now? You're already like mentally reset and everything. Just do go right now." And so I said, "That's I I, I really felt like the Lord put that in her mm -hmm. uh, in her heart." So I did. So last week I went and I spent basically three days with the Lord, and um, you know because I came back for a couple of days on the broadcast, and then I was gone. Uh, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And uh, I was expecting pretty much to be in prayer and the word and worship, you know, day in and day out. And that's not what happened. And you would think with three days with the Lord, you would think, man, I'm going to know what to do every detail, every step through the rest of the year, through next year and everything. That, that's not what happened. He gave me one word. All three days, one word, basically. Now, I did have an interesting moment. This, this was really cool because I was in his presence. I was in his presence, and I had a phone call uh, with one person, and I got to the end of that phone call, and I, I said, Lord, I, I really want to spend time with you, and I'm want, trying not to talk to people. I just want to talk to you and spend time with you. And I, this was the most beautiful thing, um, one of the most beautiful moments I've ever had in my life. As soon as I thought that, in the same split second, I felt the pleasure of God that I made that phone call and took that time with that person. Hallelujah. And I mean, it was like, it was like 
I could feel just the great graciousness mm -hmm. and the pleasure that God had that I took the time with that person. And it shocked me because I was expecting him to be like, yeah, I want you to be with me too. But that's not how he was. He was saying, no, you did exactly what I wanted you to do. You took that time and you just changed lives right there in that phone call. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I mean, I started crying. It was so mm. precious. But here, here's the thing. How could I, how could I discern that's what he was doing? Mm -hmm. Because I had been in him. I'd been in his presence. And I was able to discern what he wanted to do. Um, because when you get in intimate fellowship with God, it's like the testimony I had the other week where I, I was out telling people bye after the service and I normally take my mic right off and uh, hand it to George and he takes it and uh, takes the handkerchief I always carry with me as, you know, just, you know, anointed cloths and stuff like that. He takes those things with me, uh, with him. And uh, I started to take my mic off and the Lord said, no, don't take it off. This person wants to see how you did that and how you wired it. That's a small thing that that person walks right out and goes, let me see how you wired that. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. We can get into a fellowship with God that's so precious. Now, imagine if I can hear that little detail. Yeah. What can happen if all of us hear those small details of God? Won't we be in the right place at the right time handling our business yeah. Yeah. properly. You know, I haven't even told you this. This I was had the opportunity to speak on a conference call this morning. And oh, I, it was this morning? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. And I had, like, my the Lord had given me notes. I knew what I was going to speak on. And I started off, and it it was not what how I intended to start it off. And I said a specific phrase. I'm like, well, I, I didn't mean to say that. I know the audience <laughs> I'm speaking to. I'm good. And at the very end of it, the lady, uh, there was a lady that came on. She's like, you said this, the exact thing that I didn't think I was supposed to say that came out of my mouth. And she's like, you said that. And it unlocked the rest of what you said. And I realized I need to be applying wow. myself more. Like I used to be hungry and I need to get hungrier. And wow. it was outside of what I thought I was going to say at the beginning of yeah. at all. But the Lord changed it because I got my head out of the way. That's awesome. Yeah. Crazy. See, good. and that's the kind of stuff. One statement can unlock everything. One statement can unlock everything in that way. Mm -hmm. And that, how important then is it for us to be in tune with the Holy Ghost yeah. because of our intimate fellowship with God? Yeah. All right. So the Lord, you know, I'm going away to hear from him for planning for the rest of this year and for next year. And I pretty much walk away with no plans. But I come away with one statement, with yeah. one thought. And here's the thing, though. That one thought will give me the rest of what I need. For sure. And, and here was the thought. You already know what it is because I told you all the other day. But here's, here's what he said to me. I had just finished. He said this. I want you to do business different. And I want you to put that in the comments right now. I want you to do business differently. Everybody stop what you're doing. Type that in the comments. I want you yeah. to do business differently. Yeah. That's what the Lord said to me. Now, that may not seem like much, but it can be for people that will apply it properly, completely life-changing. I want you to do business differently. Now, here, here's the issue. What had just happened was... The Lord had uh, directed me 
uh, to do some work. And so while I was there, while I was alone, I kind of sat down to hammer out some details on a project. And I, I had a couple hours where I'm just laying it out, boom, 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 boom. And I'm laying out all these details on this project. And what am I doing? I'm just, you know, I'm hammering through it. I'm just putting the work in. Sometimes when we do business, when we do work, uh, we'll sit down and we just, we just sit down and get to the work. Uh, if we were a carpenter, we would just put on our tool belt and start hammering through it and get through. Cut, cut the pieces, uh, you know, hammer in the nails, do, do that. We just do get through it. And that's good. That's a good work ethic. However, uh, the other thing that we might do is we might sit down and brainstorm and say, okay, guys, yeah. uh, we're talking about Lunch Plus. What's some new ideas you have? Uh, do you have any ideas? Do you have any? And you would hammer through the logic, hammer through the brainstorming to come up with those ideas, right? Mm -hmm. But is the logic and is the actual physical work how we live mm -hmm. in abundance? No. No. According to the word, we live in abundance in fellowship with him. Mm -hmm. And he says, I want you. So I just finished doing that work. And then he made this statement to me. And he said, I want you to do business differently. And this is what, now that's the exact words, but he also gave me the understanding of it, which I also wrote down. And it, and it said, from now on, don't sit down and logic work and hammer it out, work it out. He said, enter into my presence and in me, you'll live and move and have your being. Okay, now this is something that I know, but it reminded me of that story that Brother Hagen had about the business guy. But then also, in other words, what he was saying is what he's been ministering to me about services, before I get in there and I hammer out the preaching, mm -hmm. get in me. Mm -hmm. And not just you. See, it's not important just for me to get in God. Mm -hmm. right. The congre congregation needs to get in God. Yes. We have to enter into his presence. All right, so now... Uh, one of the things, one of the things that was really uh, neat was uh, just last night I had a situation. There's a project that God's given me. Now I've had this project uh, in my heart for about two years. The Lord's told me to do this. It's not direct church business. It's it's not direct winning souls business. It's not it's not that. It's a different project. So a lot of times. A lot of times that will go, anything that's not direct church business, if it's not boomerang business, that's going to get the back burner in my life, mm -hmm. right? But he's given me a project. Well, one of the things that he started to do, specifically while we were on vacation and while I was away with him, he brought that project up and he says, I want you to handle this. I want you to handle this project now. Okay, I got a lot of projects going on right now, but I need, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need to hear from you. I don't know how to do all this. I need your insight. I need yeah. supernatural wisdom and yeah. direction. I need, I need you, right? Yes. And uh, so uh, last night, uh, you and Nicole went to go and exercise some. And uh, I think she was supposed to be gone for like 30 minutes and she was gone for like two hours what? or something like that. What? <laughs> well, so I'm sitting there and... Uh, I was just messing around. I was resting and relaxing, and uh, I didn't feel like doing that anymore. I, and I, this project came up to me. And I said, okay, Lord. I said, well, and so what I was thinking is I need to sit down, and I need to hammer this out, brainstorm what this will look like, what will the flow of it be, 
and what will these things be? And I need to know, I kind of need to have an outline, a framework for this. I need to know the details of it. I need to just sit down and have this laid out. Very important. Please hear this. And so I said, okay, you told me you want me to do, this is business. Right. And I said, he said, I said, you want me to do business differently. Your words, I want you to do business differently. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you hear this, this will change your life. I want you to do, if you esteem it. You can hear it and not esteem it. If you hear it and esteem it, it'll change your life. He said, I want you to do business differently. So I sat down and I said, okay, she's, you know, she's gone right now. I've kind of got some peace and quiet. I'm just going to enter into your presence right now. Right now, I'm going to go into you. I'm going to worship you, praise God. And I, and I was like, and I even said, I was like, I don't know if you want me to tell you what I need right now or if you just want me to worship you. I don't really know, I, I, you know. Just be honest with God. He knows it anyway. Right. I said, I just, here's what I need. I need to know the framework. I need to know the details of this. Uh, and I just worship you. And then I just proceeded to worship him and enter into fellowship. And I would say that I didn't even really get into his presence well. Like it just, because five minutes later, she, she comes home. <laughs> so five to ten minutes later, I'd only been trying to seek after his presence. And so I was just kind of settling into his presence. And about that time, you know, uh, she walks in the door. And so then the whole family walked in and it's family time. So I didn't really get there. You know, I didn't feel like I got there. And I definitely didn't spend any time laying out the framework or anything. So we have family time. We watch, uh, started to watch like a documentary together, and we were just talking about some different things and mm-hmm. just sitting around together. And then everybody goes to bed, and they're good. Well, all of a sudden, everybody goes to bed. It's like a download. That's awesome. And I mean, I just start typing, and I was up till like one thirty or 2 this morning. Like, I mean, I've been meditating on this project for two years. Two years I've been meditating on this project, and none of these details have come. Wow. All of a sudden, it's details, framework, all of this stuff, just like that. See, I did business differently, and now I know these ideas, these are God ideas. Mm-hmm. This is God. This is God taking care of his business. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so if we'll learn to handle our business differently, mm-hmm. move into his presence, and what happens when you praise him, Yes. He inhabits the praises of his people. And so I wasn't expecting that, but I was like so excited. I, it was a hard, I had a hard time sleeping, you know. I was, I was awake, you know. And uh, then and Buddy generally comes and joins me and we do some work in the morning. And I, I told Nicole early this morning, I was like, tell Buddy not to come because I was up late <laughs> doing this work. And uh, why? Because as you get into his presence, the motion will come, the direction, the knowing will come, how to be there, what to do, how mm-hmm. to get there. And he's saying, I want you to handle your business differently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that all goes back to reset. You know, yes. It, yes. It's all reset because as you're talking, what, I'm, what the Holy Spirit brought up to me was, I'm not to be an afterthought. And yes, when, that's great. And in reset, you know, in the Revelation chapter 2, the church of Ephesus, they're doing great works, but they left the first love. Yes. And when we treat God as an afterthought, that's when he comes and says, repent and return to me or I'm going to return your lampstand. But when we treat him as priority, as he's called to be priority, Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, seek me and you yes. will find me when you search for me with your whole heart, yeah. not the fraction of your heart that's left over once you do the job. 
You know, how many times have we, even in the ELT, I've been, I've been on the ELT for almost seven years now, and I know there have been The meetings. leadership team. Yeah, sorry, the leadership team here at the yeah. church. I know there have been times where we've done meetings, and we've just kind of like hammered out a prayer at the beginning, and okay, yeah. da, 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 okay, now let's handle business. But when we've made him priority and given him time and preference, yes. those meetings are so beautiful. Yeah. Instead of just, yeah. let's, let's do the quick work. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm so glad you brought that up because, um, you know, here at Boomerang, before we, uh, before we come uh, and, and hear the word, we're gonna, we spend an hour breaking yes. ground, yeah. breaking yeah. ground, softening our hearts, preparing yeah. for the seed to come in. In corporate prayer. prayer. In yeah. corporate yeah. prayer. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've never, I've never been to a place that that was a priority. Yeah. That's not a secondary, that's not something that... Um, that you know we just do, and we we highly esteem this. Yes. This is something that you're here at eight fifteen. You're here to break ground. Yeah. You're here to get in uh, in alignment with the entire church family. Yeah. And prepare yourself for the seed that's about to be planted in yeah. you. But boy, I'm telling you, I th I truly believe that if we don't do that, yeah. if we don't do that, that seed has a less chance of germinating inside of us. Yeah. And, and, and taking over and becoming a part of us. Yes. But because we're, we're, we prepare ourselves and we get with the Lord as a corporate family, yeah. that, um, that, that, that seed takes off. Amen. And, Amen. Um, you know, I have just, I'm testimony to that. I've received word um, that is just, that is just uh, uh, taken over. Yeah. My, my spirit, and yeah, in yeah. a good way, obviously. And yeah. It's just been wonderful. Yeah, Amen. Well, and I, we can attest to the fact that once we started making prayer a priority, yeah. things went higher immediately. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't wait. It was right. It was as soon as we made prayer a priority. And that came from the Lord in his presence, hearing the Lord say, uh, is Boomerang Church a, a house of prayer? Mm -hmm. Is it known as a yes. house of prayer? And when he asked that question, I had to say, no. Mm -hmm. um, and so obviously I need to make a change and make it a priority. And that starts with the pastor in, in a church, you know. Uh, same thing in our homes. Is our, are our homes a house of prayer? Is that the place where God resides, where he right. fellowships? Is that the house of God if it's not a house of prayer? Yeah. You know, so it's a good question wow. for us to ask as well. But w what are you doing when you pray? You're entering into his presence, you know, you're entering and we're doing business differently in the kingdom and spiritually and it has an effect. Well, one of the things, this, it, this ties in so well with what I was talking about this morning. What it makes me think of is hunger, this is hunger. Like you do business differently when you're hungry, but hungry leads you to a point where you can hear from the Lord differently. Yeah. Like I, I'm thinking of, you know, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was short. And he couldn't see anything. His hunger for the Lord caused him to do business differently and climb a tree. Well, everybody yeah. else is on the ground. He's climbing a tree. The yeah. men who were bringing the paralyzed man, they couldn't get in the door. So hunger led them to do business differently and yeah. rip the roof off. Like yeah. your hunger yes. and that intimacy with the yeah. Lord is going in him. He's going to show you yes. how to make it work, even if it's outside, when it's outside, not even if yes. it will be, when it's outside the realm of your logic, he's going to show you how to do the thing that yes. you so desperately need to do for yes. him. Exactly. Yeah. Who does that? 
Yeah. Who does? Yeah. Who goes in? You know, who's been bleeding for for years? Yeah. And yeah. and goes into a place where if she's caught, she's going to yeah, she's, she's going to jail. Stolen. She's going to be sent to death. Yeah. yeah. Who does that? She does that. Yeah. Somebody who is hungry. Somebody yeah. who is is, is in focused him. in him. Yeah. And ready to do business differently. Yes. yes exactly. Hallelujah. Yeah. She she didn't she didn't go to where everybody else would would go to receive healing. I mean, she tried the doctors and all that, but she didn't go yeah. to she didn't go to the Pharisees and the Sadducees to receive her healing. She went to the source. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. And in him she found yeah. her fullness of life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yes. She found her abundance. Her sozo. Yeah. The the saving grace. Mm. Yeah, the savior. Mm. Um one of the things uh, you know, so the title today is how to have success in all your business. You have success in all your business as you enter into his presence mm -hmm. first. Uh, so no matter what business you have mm -hmm. to handle in your life, if you will enter in. And I want you to hear this again. Listen to what he said to me. And I hear this. I, this is God talking, I want you to do business differently. Mm -hmm. There's a business to be done. Mm -hmm. And and even we've been talking about recently, it's been coming up, uh, is that God said, occupy till I come. That Occupy till I come means handle your business well. Yes. And that means every bit of business. I want you to do business differently. I want you to move into the place where your business always is spawned out yeah. of my presence. Yeah. Mm. Every bit of business comes from my presence. Yeah, that's good. And so I've found that if God hadn't told me to do something, I don't care if the world thinks I need to do it. I don't need to because he hadn't told me. Right. But I can't be confident in that unless I'm walking in intimacy to know what he's actually said. But he wants us to do business differently. It starts in his presence. And uh, so if you want to be successful in your business, we must, we must, Start from the presence of God. And how do you get into the presence of God? Through the wor Spirit-led Word, prayer, and worship. Prayer, worship, and the Word. All right, those three things. And uh, that's how we get into the presence of God is Amen. part of fellowship. Uh, but we also have fellowship in those three things uh, in church when we assemble together, which he also commands. So uh, sometimes I'll add that as part of the fellowship because it's not meant to just be you alone with God all of your life and you never have corporate mm -hmm. entering of mm -hmm. his presence. We're called to do both. Yeah. We're called mm -hmm. to do both. And uh, so one of the things that I want you to see is this. What are the things in you, the business of your life, what are the things that you desire? What are the things that you desire? I want you right now, drop it in the comments. Everybody who's watching, I want you right now to drop in the comments the things that you want to do. The things that you want to do. The things that you want to have. The things that you want to receive. It can be held. And don't be like so super holy and don't put, you know, if you want a, a, you know, a mountain home, put a mountain home in there. I won't, I'm, because this is important. These are, these are desired. Even if it's ungodly, even if, you know, if God hasn't told you, obviously don't put, don't put something devilish up there. But um, even if you're not sure if God told it, told yeah. you, did he tell me about the beach house that, you know, I want you right now, put it in the comments. What are the things that you desire? What are those things? You know, what are some of the things that you desire? Uh, you know, 
Well, I'm I'm not a very materialistic person, so well, as, and not as just talking about that. Just yeah. yeah, as we're sitting here talking, I mean, I just I, I I'm trying to think. What do I want? What do I desire? I, I desire I desire the things of the Lord. Do you and, desire like an overflowing job? I I desire a job that where I I feel purposed. Yeah, and okay, absolutely. that's a great answer. Do you desire to win souls? I absolutely desire yeah. to win. Do you souls. desire to grow in you know, knowledge of God? Yeah, I do. Okay, the, what are things? Um, increased anointing. Increased anointing. Uh, a God-blessed marriage that leads other people to Him. Yeah. I would like to have a child with my husband. Yeah. I would like to serve the ministry well. Yeah. I'd like to have a home that we can use for ministry yeah. purposes that others can gather in. All right, now tell me fun stuff. Like people are putting up some good things. Uh, Natalie said, a new car, uh, to be debt-free. Mm -hmm. uh, Priscilla says, a new home. I want to, you know, can, she wants guidance and leading, you know, mm -hmm. wisdom daily to win mm -hmm. souls. A mm -hmm. son, right, all right. Uh, debt-free, increased wisdom, a dream home to be used by God. These are, these are great things. Yeah. Johnny, a food blog, a 69 Mustang. I love that he put that in there. See, that's honest. And that's good. And you know what? I found that God will drop stuff in your heart like that. Like for me, he, he's right on top of mine too. Somewhere between 68 and 71 Mustang. I never have been a car guy. But a, a few years ago, I saw a picture of a car. I did, and uh, I thought it was a Mustang. But to be honest, I probably wasn't sure. But I went, ooh, I like that. And it was right around the 69 Mustang and the boss and all of that stuff. And uh, with a fastback. And, and I was like, I had to look it up. I had to find what it was. Yeah. I saw it. And, and I know God put that there. Because yeah. I've never desired it. But I just saw it and I was like, oh, I like that. And I've had the Lord drop other things in there that I like. Mm -hmm. That's okay yeah. to say that I sure. desire those things. You know, I love, I love that he put that in there. Priscilla says she'd like to go to Israel. That's a great thing. Yeah. All right, so now watch. Uh, does anybody desire like to have a business and, and how big of a business do you want? Uh, Julie says to be in him, to overflow in financial blessings. So what would you say, uh, thinking as big as you can think, in a, reality, a realistic thinking as big as you can think, what would you say is overflow in finances? Let's, because here, here's the thing. Finances is a very good teacher. Mm -hmm. It's a very good teacher. Mm -hmm. What do you think would be big money uh, that God would give to you? All right, that's an easy answer for me. Okay. Um, I, want to, I want to flip the script. I want to live on the tithe. Live on the tithe. And I want to sow the 90. Okay, awesome. I think that's a great... How much would be the total then? Right, so that 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 in lies like the question. Like how much per year? That would have to be like a hundred. I'd say a hundred million a year would be a hundred million. A Absolutely, year. that's I could, a I could great. That's a great answer. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. Do you think you can have it? Yes, absolutely. Good, good. Amen. So let's just use that. That um, it wasn't. You didn't reach up into the you know quintillions, which the earth doesn't even have that much. But but it's not that God can't get it to the earth too. See, that's the thing. A lot of people are thinking and gold too small. Are mine. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not uh, too low either, right, right. right? Okay, that's a good figure. All right, a hundred a hundred million. Julie said multi millions to billions. Good answer. I love those answers. See, I can tell y'all are thinking bigger. I love that. That's, uh, that makes me happy. All right, so now watch. Let me read you a scripture. Proverbs chapter 3. 
and verse 14 and 15. Proverbs 3, verse 14 and 15. This, these two scriptures are talking about godly wisdom and godly understanding. Godly wisdom and godly understanding. For godly wisdom and understanding, her profit is better than the profit of silver. Godly wisdom and understanding, her gain is better than fine gold. Godly wisdom and understanding, she is more precious than jewels. Godly wisdom and understanding, listen to this, and nothing you desire will even compare with godly wisdom and understanding. Yeah. So every desire that was just put in those comments, every desire that you have in your heart, hundreds of millions, billions, every desire falls lesser yep. than godly wisdom and understanding. What does that tell us? That means when we're doing business of our life, the thing we need to get, and he says wisdom is the principal thing and in all you're getting, get understanding. He says if you'll get my godly wisdom and understanding, it will give you the silver. It will give you the gold. It will give you yeah. the jewels. And it will give you every desire of your heart. And yeah. where do you get wisdom and understanding? In him. From the Lord. In his presence. If you want to be successful in your business, we've got to do business differently yeah. than what the world has taught us. We have to get in his presence, and in his presence, he'll start to pour out the wisdom. He'll start to pour out uh, the understanding. He'll start to pour out what stocks to buy. Just uh, this morning, uh, I was on a phone call. Uh, the guy told me, he said, he said uh, I w the Lord woke me up. He said, the Lord woke me up, and he told me to buy this one stock. He said, I put it off. He said, and had I bought that stock that day, I would have made $18,000 that day. That day. With probably, let's see if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, it was less than, I think, $1,000 investment. I'll have to ask to clarify that. Mm. The Lord woke him up, said, buy that stock. He put it off. Had he bought it when he told him, it would have been $18,000. Delayed obedience. This delayed obedience is disobedience. Yeah. All right, so what was it? It was the wisdom of God. Now, he'd probably been spending time in the presence of God, and God is kind of like me. I spent time in the presence. Hours later, the framework dropped into my heart. Now, see, had I gone straight from the presence of God and my family got home, and I said, all right, well, I just spent time with God, See, in the framework of my mind, let me go into my office, and I'm going to hammer, I'm going to hear from him now. I probably wouldn't have heard what he gave me. But as I rested in, all right, I need to spend time with my family right now. Because that's ministry as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. As soon as they went to bed, here came the details. It just flowed. It just flowed. God said this, I want you to do business differently. And yeah. if you'll do business differently, if you'll get in Christ then you can have them. I just want to pray right now. So I think that many people may be sitting there thinking, all right, well, I just, I'm not at the place where you're at, Pastor Brian. I, I, can, I get that. I understand that. Yeah. And there's people that are higher than the place I'm at. You, I wasn't at that place either. You just start. Where do you start? The first place you start is you become a part of this family. 
You make Jesus the Lord of your life. You go after him with everything that you have. You renew your commitment with the Lord. Walk fresh today in fellowship with God. Yeah. And so what I want you to do, I just want you to pray with me. No matter if you're, if you're a Christian, you've known the Lord all your life, every day we should be in fresh, intimate fellowship with Jesus. Yes. And if we'll walk in that, we'll stay in his presence, we'll do business differently, and our yeah. business will be successful. Just pray this right now. And I want you to make this your heart. Your heart. What we're going to do is this. We're going to say, Lord, to, from this day forward, you're the Lord of my life. Anything you tell me to do, I'm going to do. And I'm not going to make excuses about it. I'm going to do it. Yes. I'm, in, I'm going to do what you say. Yeah. Immediately. And I believe that you paid the price to, to, for me to live in abundance. And I believe that you were my substitute. And I believe that the power of God brought you back to life. What are we saying? I'm believing that the power of God has the ability also to take me to a new life mm -hmm. and abundance. Yeah. We're doing business differently. So that's what we're praying. So right now, I want you to just pray. Pray out loud with your mouth. Mean it in your heart. You get serious with God. He'll get serious with you. Yeah. Father, right now, Father, right right now. In, Jesus name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I declare, I declare that, Jesus that Jesus Christ is my Savior. Is my Savior. He will save me will from, save any from any lack, any time, and every time. And, every time. and, I, declare and I declare that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is not only my Savior, not only my Savior but He is my Lord. He is the director of my life. He is the King of my life. He has authority. He, he has, has authority, authority in my life. In my life. I, grant him I grant him by my own decision my own and my own heart, my own heart the, authority the authority to rule in my life. Whatever he says to do, I will do. I will do. And I believe, and I believe that he took my sin, he took my sin, sin every bit of it, every bit of it. He carried it on the cross, he carried it on the cross, and to the grave, and to the grave. And in that grave, and in that grave, he buried, he buried forever, forever, all of my sin, all of my sin. And I believe, and I believe that God, that God brought him back to life, brought him back to life. And when he brought Jesus back to life, he brought Jesus back to life. He did not leave me in the place of death. He did not. Leave me in the place he did not leave me in the place of lack. He did not leave me in the place of But life. he raised me back to life as well. Raised me back to life as well. I have life now. I have life fullness now. of life. Fullness of abundant life. life. Abundant life. Health. Health. Provision. Provision. Protection. Protection. Restoration. Restoration. Deliverance. Deliverance. I have intimate fellowship with God. I am in Christ. And in him I live. I move. And I have and my I have being. My Jesus, Jesus, I ask you now, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Baptize me with the Holy Spirit. Baptize me with fire that I might be empowered to live in your fullness. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, I just ask right now, everybody who's watching or listening to this, Lord, start working miracles in their life. 
as they enter into this new presence, let their business of life rise up in Jesus' name. Let them have success. Lord, if they need healing in their body, bring it about now. Supernatural miracles in their life, in their family, in, in their bodies. Let sickness fall off of them now. We rebuke every sickness because in you, you can have no sickness. And they are in you and you are in them. Sickness fall to the ground now in their lives. Lack. Fall to the ground. And let every bit of debt that's over their life be supernaturally erased now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Lord, bring about supernatural restoration in their mind. I speak peace and grace to their mind. Fear, fall off. Loose your grip from their lives and from their mind. Fear, fall to the ground now in Jesus' name. Now you need to receive that. You need to believe that you receive that right now. Say, Lord, I believe Lord, I that believe I have nothing to fear anymore I fear because anymore. I am in you. I let go of fear and it must loose its grip from me now. I receive freedom from fear. Amen. Glory Amen. to God. Father, continue to work. Let restoration happen. Let healing happen. Let social healing happen right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We just praise God for you. Hallelujah. I really believe that, man, lives change right now. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer today and you know I needed to pray that prayer today, maybe you've been born again before but you recommitted, or maybe you've not been born again before, but today you committed to Christ as your Savior and your Lord. Send us a message. Go to whatsright.com or go to Facebook. Send us a message and let us know I needed to pray that prayer today yeah. and I received from Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Yeah. Uh, we want to know about that. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And, you know, Pastor said at the very beginning, if you'll take what was just spoken and you'll receive it, your life will change. So I'd encourage you, you know, keep this in front of you. Literally go to yeah. your bathroom right now and write it on your mirror. Yes. In him I live and move and have my being. I do business differently. Set a reminder on your phone. Let it go off yes. every single day at a certain time. You know, sticky note your house, whatever it is. Yeah. Keep the word in front of you. Don't let your eyes, don't let your yes. words depart from the word that you just received. And the more you meditate on it, the more reality it's going to become That's for you. right. Amen. And we just praise God for you. You know, every day we give a little bit of financial teaching. I think today's whole message has been financial sure. teaching. Move into him. And in him, he'll also show you uh, what to give, what to sow. He'll show you the tithe he's already laid out. He's already told us what to do. That's 10% of our increase. However we increase, that's 10% of our increase. But the offering is as we purpose in our heart. And if we'll purpose in our heart, he'll give us seed. And then we say, is this seed, Lord? In other words, how much do you want me to give and to where? What field do you want me to plant it yeah. in? Uh, that's what we want to see. Where do we find that wisdom and understanding? In him. in him. And so today I just ask you, you know, if you are desiring to sow and to give, you, on Facebook you can just type in the comments, hashtag donate and the amount. Yeah. Uh, or anybody can go to givebc.org. But I would encourage you, Lord, what do you want me to give today? And where is that found? In his presence. If you spent this time really listening to this broadcast today, you are in 
his presence now. If you just prayed that prayer, you meant it with his heart, you're in his presence. You ask him, you say, Lord, what do you want me to sow yeah. today? Whatever he says, he knows what you need. He knows what's coming up. Yes. Sometimes what he says to sow will surprise you. Yeah. Sometimes it'll surprise you little. Sometimes it'll surprise you big. Yeah. And uh, you have to understand that what he knows what's going on, what needs to happen, what seeds need to be planted to have a harvest later on down the road. But as we listen to him, he sets us up to Amen. be full of life everywhere we go full Amen. of provision haven't y'all seen that as well yes. i have indeed i have as well every time man i listen to him when he says to do that so yeah. listen to him right now ask him and then you can just so either by commenting on facebook or going to givebc.org we love you uh, you're welcome to do that now and we pray for everybody who is given already or that who may give in the future uh, Father, right now, everything that they give as a piece of their heart, Lord, they are given a piece of their life, a piece of their heart. Father, in Jesus' name, Father, let we receive it as given to your gospel. Your word says that if it's given for, to you and to the kingdom for your gospel's sake, for his name's sake, that it shall be returned now, multiplied now, in this time, and in the time to come. And it shall be a full harvest. It will be 100%, a hundredfold of the harvest that you've determined. Lord, we speak full harvest over every seed that's planted today. Lord, we speak full harvest in the name of Jesus. Let it come up and come up quickly. Let it be multiplied, pressed down, shaken together, and running over in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. You got anything else? Amen. It was super good to have you with us yeah. today. And tomorrow we are going to be back with another brand new episode. Tomorrow we are going to be having Word Sneak. I know you. I know I told you it was going to be yesterday. Like we fun. really yeah, didn't yeah. do Word Sneak yesterday because George has made a special request for the last like two weeks that he be <laughs> on this segment. I needed to cater it to George. So if you're here. Would I would like fun. you versus George yeah, for that. We I just, probably make that happen. I just put that <laughs> on the spot right now. Um, but we're going to have word sneak, and then after word sneak, we're going to have a time of prayer. And then Buddy has our latest installment of The Price is Whoa right, right. And that'll be tomorrow as well. That's another one of my favorites. It's so much fun. I like it. <laughs> it's a favorite pastor day. So make yeah. sure that you're on with us. It's going to be great. And tomorrow night, yeah, wow, it's Friday. Tomorrow night, we are yes. going to be having prayer night here oh, at Boomerang you. Church. If yes. you are in Stanley County or if you want to drive in, I know that we have people from yes. Charlotte that have been commuting in the morning to come to 6 a.m. prayer. Amen. So even if you're outside of town, come to prayer night. We would love yes. to have you if the Lord leads you to come. 6 p.m. to midnight, it's going to be super powerful. And then Saturday is going to be Soul Winning Saturday yes. where we will train you and equip you and then we will go out into the city and lead people to Jesus. Let me just say too, if you can get here for prayer night uh, or to win souls on Saturday and Sunday morning and the Holy Spirit services, our Holy Spirit weekend, yeah. we yes. have it once a month, Holy Spirit weekend, prayer on, Saturday, on Friday night, winning souls on Saturday, then we have a service Sunday morning and then the Holy Spirit service Sunday afternoon. It's a great weekend. Uh, but if you can get here, it's always better when you're there physically. For sure. Uh, so tomorrow night's prayer, I, am, I really have uh, had some leading. We are going to broadcast the prayer tomorrow night uh, because I feel like people want to join in from other places around the world. However, 
if you are close by, you should make it a priority to be Absolutely. here. It's not a substitute. Uh, it's, a different, it's a different thing. And I do believe that in our prayer tomorrow night, uh, we're going to have some manifestation yeah. of the presence of God. For we sure. will be in him. And uh, I believe people will be healed. I believe they'll have ideas. I think some great things are going to happen. So get here. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So that's tomorrow. Get ready. Get planned. And we'll yes. see you back 11.45 a.m. tomorrow morning here on Lunch Plus. Amen. Love you. See you guys. See ya.